Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you chose to join us this afternoon. I know you have a lot of options of where to tune the dial, but just to seek to be encouraged, to be built up in the things of the Lord, to learn. You know, it's a, it's a great show to learn here on Calvary Live, and listen to some of the questions and answers and how to process process things biblically. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to join us, whether you're listening on Grace FM live or on Hope FM or Truth FM. Remember, you guys on Hope and Truth FM, you're hearing this one week delayed, one week delayed, but you can call, and when you call, you'll get us live. So we'll answer the question live, but on your radio station, you won't hear it for a week later. So Grace FM, we're all live, unless you hear at the beginning that we are a uh, rebroadcast, this is live, and we get to talk and uh, minister to you, those of you on Grace FM, all the way from Cheyenne, Wyoming, south to the Pueblo border of Colorado, up into Nebraska, and out in Lyman, and all the way up into Estes Park, and everywhere in between. We're very grateful to be a small part of your life and help you grow in the things of the Lord. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. And the way to get connected with us is to go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, calvaryaurora.org, or download our free apps. Just put in the search engine, Calvary Aurora, and they'll pop up. And you can also uh, get information and read what I post on my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. I just posted today uh, an article under the topic of grief, called When Things Don't Go Your Way. Even when things don't go your way, God is faithful. Do you want to be encouraged today? Have you lost all hope? Are you ready to throw in the towel with your present situation? Has a miscarriage so undermined your faith? In the earlier months of my son Eddie's young marriage, and then I go on to share. So go to edtaylor.org for today's uh, entry and you can also sign up to receive it in your email box and get notified when new posts go up. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. If you want to connect with us on the radio station, it's gracefm.com, gracefm.com, and uh, we'd love to connect with you and serve you. All right, let's go right to the phone lines as they're already filling up today. Again, the phone number is 303-690-3000. That works anywhere. So 303-690-3000, or we have a dedicated text line 720-336-0897 is the dedicated text line. We're going to jump right to the phone lines here and talk with Jay in Denver. Jay, welcome to the program. How's it going? It's going well. What's up? Uh, well, I was calling uh, for a prayer request. Okay. I have a, a co-worker and a friend of mine who uh, his brother died two weeks ago today uh he had just turned 31 and he had a heart attack and uh also his dad 
has cancer and is getting surgery. Mm-hmm. He gets kidney cancer. So he's having a really rough time. <clears throat> and uh, I just wanted to get as many people praying for him as possible. Okay. Let's do that. Father, I pray um, for these individuals that, you know, these people, you know, using just thinking of, of their life and their grief and their sorrow and the difficulty that they're facing right now. Uh, Lord, you, I, can't, I can't help but remember in times like this that you declare yourself to be the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. It, you just say it matter-of-factly. You don't try to explain it. You don't explain how the comfort comes or what the comfort feels like or any of those things. You just say that's what you do and that's who you are. And so I pray that you would be uh, realized and experienced as the God of all comfort, the great I Am who's ready to enter into these hurting families and bring strength and hope where it's lacking. And, and even, God, according to your word and according to your will, the ability to heal the sick. And thank you for putting Jay in their lives. How Thank you, God, for allowing him to be a minister of your gospel to them in their lives. And let it be known, Lord, that you are, are on the throne, sovereign and in control, and that we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Right on, man. Thank you. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Bianca in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the How program. How are you doing? I'm great. What's up? Well, I was just wondering, because I've heard of that there's a cult that says that there's a mother god, and and I was just wondering kind of if you know where they get it from and how I can try to, obviously I don't want to argue with anyone, but I want to have some sort of background in case I encounter any of them because I've already heard people that have been approached by them and some of them have fallen into that cult. Yeah, they're very aggressive uh, in their evangelism. (laughs) They like to they like to hang out in libraries and at Walmart at the DVD section, and and they're very and, and college campuses. It's a it's a group known as the World Mission Society of God. Uh, it's a South Korean cult. You're right. It is a cult that believes that God the Father and God the Mother came to Earth in the flesh, and they um, refer to the leader's wife as the heavenly mother. You know, they claim wow. themselves to be that father and mother, and they misinterpret, the main place that they misinterpret uh, the text in the scriptures in Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. Uh, so let me read that to you. Revelation 21, verse 2 says, And then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And they... they if, they use that as a, um, they say that's a figurative, not literal statement, and that it's really just a reference to this particular woman who's the Heavenly Mother. Um, it's, it's a cult, straight and simple, 
and the reality of their teachings don't in any way hold up to the scriptures at all. (laughs) Um, You know, the, the, um, they're a works-based cult, like every cult is. Uh, they're they're not in any way reflective of the grace of God. It's all about works, and yeah. um, they believe that you're saved by Jesus. Um, <laughs> but they believe that On Song Hong is his name, is the Father God. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. Well, Are there any resources that? you can recommend me that can help me prepare if any of these people... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading an article here uh, to refresh my memory on gotquestions.org, so you can resource that. I, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't checked through Amazon to see if there's a book written on them or not. Um, I misspoke. Uh, they don't believe salvation is in the name of Jesus. They actually believe mm-hmm. salvation is in the name of the leader. Um, that he's a false messiah, so I misspoke there. But there's a small article on uh, um, on gotquestions.org on both the World Mission Society and also an article on Mother God that can be very helpful. But there's not much more. They're completely twisting the scriptures. There's not much more. They're yeah. just they're very friendly and they're very <laughs> forceful, and that's how they gain people's uh, credibility and following. And they prey on people that are. Uh, in a place of confusion or don't know their Bible very well or are easily yeah. convinced, unfortunately. Can we just pray for those people that are falling into their... Sure. Do you want to do it? Or you want I'll, me to? I'll start it and you can finish it. Okay, that'll be great. Father, I just want to pray for all these people that are falling into the trap of not just this particular Mm. cult, but I know there are a lot of others that are getting to be really popular, Lord. And and I just pray that you open their eyes, Lord, and that you reveal to them that those teachings are so not from you, Lord. and I just pray that you do whatever it takes to to help them know that they're not really in a in a church that's teaching them your word as it is, Lord. And, and I just pray that you open their eyes in Jesus' name. Mm. And Father, I know that there are a lot of hurting people, a lot of people that are are in need of relationship and in want of friendship, and in a cult like this, preys on those those types of emotional things in a person's life. and And would you protect those that are lonely tonight, and protect those that are uh, hungry for relationship and hungry, Lord, for um, connection, and um, that they they wouldn't be uh, fall prey to these. Um, recruiters, you know, for the cult. And, 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 you know, I was reading today, God, in your word where it says that Paul warned the, the, the elders of Ephesus, he said, after I leave, people are going to come in like wolves to destroy the church. And they might even, and, and some of them will be from within. And, and so there's just those wolves that want to do destruction. And we pray, God, that you'd protect us and that we would stay strong and steady in you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. 303 We have an open line that is available. Uh, let's see here. Are there? There's a question here. Are there degrees of sexual sin? Um, there are different sexual sins that bring different consequences, um, but I don't believe there are different uh, degrees of sexual sin. Obviously, some sin brings more um, more consequences than others, but all sin is sin, and sexual sin is sexual sin. Jesus made it clear that even uh, adultery uh, is something that can happen in the mind, not necessarily physical, and it's still adultery. And, and while the two are different, and they'll bring, in, in the sense of one's physical and one's mental, they're going to bring uh, different consequences, but sin is sin. 303-690, that was a text question, by the way, so we have a dedicated texting line, uh, 720-336-0897. I should have mentioned we were going to the text, but that's what it was. It was a text question, and uh, while we wait for phone calls to come in, uh, we go to the text line, so use it if you'd like. Uh, it looks like we got a call from Baltimore, Maryland. Latricia is on the line. Hello. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. My question is, as I'm reading the Bible back and forth, okay. they, I found out there's six Simons. Two of them, they spell their name uh, different. But I want to know, is Simon Peter the leper? Simon who, Peter who, is not the leper. It's, which one of the Simons is the leper? He was. It he's, he, uh, Jesus was in the house in Bethany. Yeah, Matthew chapter and, 26, verse 6. This is just a man that's Simon, and he's referred to as the leper. That's what we know about him. Okay, my second question is, which one of the Simons is Judas Iscariot's father? Hmm, that's a good question for that. Thank you. I need to look <laughs> <I'm puzzled. laughs> at my dictionary. So questions like this, uh, a good Bible dictionary uh, is what you use, because I'll just go. So I've got Nelson's Bible Dictionary open on my computer. I'm going to go to the entry on Simon, and let's see if I can find it. I need to remember my alphabet, and I need to look at Simon. So Simon, number one, Simon Peter, a Galilean fisherman. Number two, one of the twelve. Number three, one of Jesus' brothers. Number four, a former leper in whose house Mary, the sister of Lazarus, anointed Jesus' feet. Number five, a man of Cyrene who was forced to carry Jesus. Number six, a Pharisee who, in whose house Jesus ate. Number seven, the father of Judas Iscariot, John 13, 2. Uh, both father and son are called Iscariot. And then number eight uh, is Simon Mag- Magus, or Simon the Magician in Acts chapter 8. So. Oh. Okay. And there's a so, ninth one, uh, the Tanner, Simon the so Tanner in Joppa. Okay, so the Simon that's Judas as Scarlet's father is not one of the, the disciples which I thought. Correct. Okay, so it's not six; it's about eight. So yeah, this one has an entry of nine in the in the New Testament. Nine wow. Simons. Okay. I'm satisfied. Good, that's a good question. Do you have a good Bible dictionary? Uh, Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. 
303-690-3000 is the number. And again, a good Bible dictionary is so helpful. It answers so many questions and gives good historical background when you're looking for things as well. Um, for a free Bible dictionary, I haven't used it in a while, so I don't know how thorough it is, but blueletterbible.org. Blue Letter Bible, like red letters Bible, but blueletterbible.org. All right, let's go on to Victor in Strasburg, Colorado. Victor, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, so, relatively uh, new in, in Christianity, recently saved, and I have a lot of friends that aren't yet, and I have a lot of questions. Um, and not being well-versed, uh, I want to make sure that I give them the, the correct information. Okay. Um, and they tend to bring up a lot that... Uh, you know, marijuana is okay in the eyes of God, and that there's a lot of statements in the Bible. I think one was like Genesis 3, 9, sure. that they mentioned, um, saying that it, it was something that's not looked down upon, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that, and if you have any any kind of clarifying information I could get to, to maybe help me uh, get that point across to them as well. Well, the the reality of of marijuana being legal now has brought up all kinds of questions, and and certainly the Bible forbids us uh, and and calls a sin to be under the influence of marijuana or to be drunk with wine. Um, we're to be filled with the Spirit, the Bible says in Ephesians, and and so the to be under the influence of, to be high in mar- on, on to smoke a joint to get high or to eat a brownie to be high is not God's will for our lives. We're not to be filled uh, with anything other than the Holy Spirit. Um, and in Genesis chapter, I think you were referring to Genesis chapter 1, um, in verse maybe 29, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed uh, that you, shall be for you food. Um, in verse 30, I've given every green herb for food, and, so it, and it was so. And that is taken to mean that, you know, if God's given us every herb, then, then we certainly can use marijuana to get high. Um, but even in that, that would be a stretch, because it's for, to be for food, for sustenance. It, it, the, these things are to give us um, the, the strength in our bodies, to give us nourishment. Um, these verses don't, uh, don't supersede the uh, and God's saying, hey, you can use every herb of the field however you want. Um, it's to be for food. Uh, and right, yeah, it says for meat at the end of, I just looked that up in, in my Bible, it says for meat at the end of that verse. So Yeah, so for food, it's, you know, you probably have a, uh, the old King James, uh, and, and it's to be used in a, in a proper way, to be used in a way that doesn't, um, that doesn't alter your mind. Um, and, and so if you think about it, if God has given us everything uh, for to use however we want, let's just say, let's just say that. Let's just agree with them. Um, I don't agree, but let's just, for the sake of argument, agree with them. Okay, God's given you everything to use however you want to use. Um, I don't see them taking, uh, you know, poison ivy and ro- ro- rubbing out over their bodies, right? Because they right. make a conscious choice. Uh, they they recognize that in their decision making, they're going to make decisions that are going to take care of their body. Uh, they're going, they're, they don't use things uh, in a way that's, that's in what they view as harmful and dangerous. And, 
the, the reality of, of marijuana and not only its medical issues, but the carcinogenic issues and, and its issues in the mind, um, it's certainly not something God says go and do anywhere in the Bible. All right. And he, you mentioned a verse earlier in this. Um, could, could you repeat that to me? Yeah, let me, it's, it's Ephesians chapter, uh, let's see, I want to get the scripture right, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Actually, it starts in verse 15. He says, See that you walk uprightly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine in which is emptiness, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so the idea of drunkenness is to be under the influence to be under the influence. And, you know, just like we use that word, we, we use that word that that person's drunk with success or they're drunk with wanting money uh, to, to get rich. And they, that the idea is to be under the influence, just like in, verse, in, the begin, in the second half of verse 18, to be filled with the Spirit, to be controlled by the Spirit. And, you know, the, the reality of, and I know they've been distilling some of the medications, some of the properties out of marijuana so that it can be used in a medicinal way without getting someone high. I mean, medicine is medicine, but smoking pot is not medicine. It's just not. And, and I know that there's always people listening in that say, but Ed, you don't understand my certain case and, and, and my situation. And, and, and I just want to say that I'm glad that, that I'm not God. I'm not going to stand in the in the place of God, and I'm sorry that people are are so hurt, and 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 their body is so painful that that medications need to be searched out for to relieve the pain. I'm sorry. I wish I wish that your body was stronger. I remember when I first moved here to Colorado, I had a headache that didn't go away for over a year, uh, and the doctor was very gracious trying to prescribe things to me. And finally, they prescribed a medicine to me that I purchased legally over the counter. That took the med- that took the headache away, but completely gorked my head out. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't. I couldn't walk straight. And I said, "Man, I can't live like this. Um, I don't. Not only do I not think it's God's will, but I'm just going to have to endure this headache because I can't function um, with a clear head. And and I need to function with a clear head as a dad, as a husband, as a pastor, as a friend. Um, and so, you know, it's." Most of the people, and I'm not speaking to the exceptions, I'm speaking to the rule, most people dealing with marijuana are just getting high because they want to get high. Right. And the Bible doesn't accept that, doesn't approve of that. All right, well, I appreciate the, uh, the ammunition for my friendly arsenal here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless you. You too. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. And, and again, you know, as we're dialoguing about these things, I realize there is always exceptions before the Lord. I mean, that you stand or fall before the Lord. And so that when we ask a question like this, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says, and you have to apply it in your life. And it's very difficult. I remember I wrote a blog recently on, um, on drunkenness, uh, actually, it was just about Noah, and not being the the topic of the blog actually had not, not nothing to do with drunkenness. Uh, it it had to do with gossip, but because I used an episode in Noah's life when he was drunk, I made a little quick comment on it, and 
to that quick comment, I got all kinds of people going, oh, you know, but Jesus made wine and he approved of drunkenness. Yeah, yeah he made wine, but he didn't approve of drunkenness. And he didn't un- usurp the text. And, and he, didn't, he himself didn't get drunk. Uh, he himself didn't sin with drunkenness. He, and, and again, when we, when we speak of these things, um, the, the truth of the matter is that we all have to stand or fall before the Lord. And, and those of you that have served with me or been around me, uh, you know that I, alcohol so wrecked my life as an unbeliever that when God delivered me from it, I believe that we should abstain from it completely. I don't judge you if you don't, because I know the Bible doesn't teach that drinking is a sin. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean it's, you know, and the Bible doesn't teach that um, breaking a bottle over your head is sin either, um, or rubbing poison ivy on your body is a sin, or chewing tree bark. And I mean, there's a lot of things that Bible doesn't say is sin, but it's not wise and so those things that aren't spoken of specifically in the scriptures, we have to apply the wisdom of God. And drunkenness is definitely, being under the influence is definitely not from the Lord. 303-690-3000. Shannon is on the line. Shannon, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. What's up? Um, I've got a prayer request. It's been a pretty rough last 36 hours. Mm. Um, I got a phone call from... My daughter's school yesterday morning, she wasn't at school. And so I dropped everything I was doing at work and came home to figure out what the heck was going on. And it turns out she has ran away with, uh, as far as we know, we're not positive about anything, but a 27-year-old man, she or 26, from what we understand, and she's 15 years old. And we can't find her, and... Uh, we're just really concerned. Her mother and I are really not dealing with things very well. We we had split up a couple of months ago yes. on top of it, and it's been really rough. So I was just wanting a prayer request to you know, that she comes home safely and unharmed and comes back to her family and doesn't do this again. Yeah, let's do that. You know, And I just want to encourage you. We've had a couple families recently in our church have um, their— uh, teenage children run away, and uh, in both cases, they did return. Uh, it's still hard. It's still difficult, um, but but and and it's 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 it, it's getting harder and harder. However, just like I hear in your voice, and and also in the two that I'm referring to, you know, they um, the love of a parent uh, is very powerful, and just like the prodigal son, uh, as he left, he knew he could always go home, and. That's what She's we want welcome any time. She's just got to come back in the door. That's right. That's what we want. And I think she knows that. And so we need to pray that she... I, I was just doing some recordings for our radio broadcast, and, and one of the questions was, um, was one of the prayer requests was exactly this, um, to pray for prodigals. So I'm going to do that for you right now. Thank you. Father, we pray for this young girl and many other kids uh, that have chosen in their minds to think running away is better than staying home under the difficult circumstance, whatever circumstances they think are too hard to live under. Um, they think running away is the solution. God, would you keep them safe and protect them and bring them home safely, please, especially this young girl? Would you bring, their, bring her home, Lord, and help her to resolve some of the difficulties in her mind, some of her thinking? Um, help her to resolve, God, the, the, the issues that are um, heavy on her heart and and uh, just, we, 
we really probably don't even fully understand what she's wrestling with. We don't fully understand what kind of influences have been brought into her life. We don't fully understand what, what has, has pushed her over the edge to take such a bold, courageous step. But God, let her, let, her, let her know and reveal to her that it's not as bold, as courageous as she thinks. It's foolish. And bring this foolish, prodigal, precious young girl home that she might be under the protection of her dad and that you would give her dad wisdom on how to help her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us know when she comes home, okay? Thank you. All right, bye-bye. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the second half of today's program. You're listening to Calvary Live. It originates here at Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado, uh, but it's also broadcast all around the country Uh, primarily on Hope FM on the East Coast and Truth FM. And so we want to welcome you, everyone that's listening in. We have quite a few listening online and connected with us on our podcast. So thank you, thank you. Uh, You can get Calvary Live on podcast. Just go to Apple, uh, to the podcast on Apple, and search Calvary Live or Grace FM, and you can subscribe and have this delivered to you. You can listen to it whenever you want. Uh, And go listen. That's also where you can listen to an archive of the broadcast. So give us a call, 303 My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. I'm back uh, from a vacation that I take with my wife every year, just the two of us, uh, as this year we celebrated 29 years of marriage, and we always get away together, just the two of us, to reconnect and to revitalize our marriage and to enjoy one another, and uh, without the kids and without the phone and Uh, Well, well, actually, we have the phone, uh, and we unplug, but there were some things going on this year uh, for this trip that I had to call, I had to text back a few times, so I wasn't completely unplugged, but of all the time that we were away, we we spent a majority, I mean, major, major, major time together, so it was really good. Uh, I know folks filled in for me. I don't know who did, but so grateful for those that did fill in for me while I was gone, and we have a variety of pastors that host this, which what which is what makes this show uh, unique uh, in many ways. Where you know we have uh, Nick Cady that is with us on Mondays. Uh, he pastors up in Longmont, Colorado. We also have Pastor Jeff Figs, who he pastors up in Greeley, Colorado, and we have Pastor Eric Cartier who pastors down in Colorado Springs, and and then we have different guest pastors that come in, uh, primarily you know here in Colorado, because they're connected to us in friendship and relationship and fellowship, and I just love the variety. I, each person does the show differently. They have a different gifting and a, and a, and a different style, and, and I, I really love that. I, I'm, I, I love listening in and just like, man, that was a great answer, uh, or man, I'm so great. It's great how um, that, that particular pastor was patient, or, um, and so I, I love listening in myself. Uh, and it's good to be back with you today. We're going to be in Bible study tonight. We're back in the book of Second Kings here at Calvary. You're more than welcome to join us. We come together at 7 p.m. 
on Wednesday nights. Calvary here is on Hampton and Tower. We're actually one block east of Tower Road on Hampton, right by the Safeway. And we come together on Wednesday nights, and we worship, sing together, we take communion, we pray together, and we study the Bible together. And it's such a great gathering. We, we need that midweek uh, strengthened, uh, we need that midweek bump, you know? We, we need to be strengthened in the Lord, and it's good to gather together. Uh, so you're invited. Join us. Be a part of our church family. If you don't have a church family, or if you do have a church family, you want to join us on Wednesdays, hey, come on out and it'll equip you and strengthen you to be stronger in your own fellowship family. Because every church that's preaching the true gospel and believes in the one true God uh, is, is with us. We, we're together. We may not agree on every little detail, um, but man, we, we're together in the gospel, uh, in the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, if the church would stop emphasizing how different we are and start emphasize, stop emphasizing how different we are and start emphasizing... Uh, being unified in Jesus Christ, we would just be so much stronger uh, for the things of the Lord. And at any rate, come on out, 303-690-3000. I believe Liz is up next in Denver, Colorado. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, what's up? Um, first off, congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you. Um, question I have is, if we can be like intercessory praying, intercessors, praying for our families or for be the intercessor. Yes. Can we, like you've you've heard of people that, you know, you go to a conference or whatever and they have deliverance, can we also stand in place of someone for that deliverance as well? Well, let's make sure that we understand what intercessory means. Intercessory, by definition, means that you are praying on behalf of someone else. Yes. Uh, and 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 it, you you don't become them. You aren't them. You are pleading their case for them. Mm-hmm. And that's where a big mistake is made in though in some um, some within the body of Christ that kind of lead to the idea that we can stand in proxy for someone. Uh, that that we can actually receive someone's healing for them, or we can receive someone's deliverance for them. Um, that's not possible. God is going to do the work. As you intercede for someone, He's going to do the work in them. That's the work. Okay. He's, he's going to do the work in them. So, for example, if you're praying, uh, would you please heal uh, Joe of his sickness? Uh, God is not going to heal you for Joe. Mm-hmm. He's going to heal Joe if he answers your prayer according to his will. He's going to answer. He's going to answer your prayer. So we don't become a proxy for them. Uh, we don't. We don't become them. Intercessory means we stand on behalf of them, but we don't. We we aren't them. We're not standing in their place. Yeah. Does that does that speak to your question? Is that what you were asking? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because because yes. I know among many, when you mention a conference and a conference teaching that, that's not biblical. It's not a biblical. Uh, truth. You are you, no. You, they they weren't they weren't teaching that. And so I okay, was, I had asked the pastor that's doing it. I had asked him, and he's like, "Well, I've never heard of that before." He says, "But we can pray about it. We can pray with you." Yes. And so I've like been searching the scriptures, and you know, like you said, I don't see anything in there. The closest thing, yep. closest thing to be, you know, like. 
don't hurt them hurt me was Moses. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we can we can stand the in the gap. Thing that I could, you know, if if see. it's I was reading an article today of a couple that just got engaged, and the way that they met was at the concert in Las Vegas, and he, this this young man uh, jumped on this girl to protect her from the bullets that were flying. Uh, uh, she ended up getting sh- hit anyway in the foot. Uh, but through that episode, they became friends, and to the, and recently, maybe today or yesterday, he asked her uh, to marry him, and and she said yes, praise the Lord, because it would be difficult if she said no, and uh, and and so that's a good example where where he placed himself in in harm's way for her, but he didn't mm-hmm. become her. Yeah. And and so yeah, we can stand in the gap. We can you know we can stand in the middle. But, you know, we only have one advocate with the Father, and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and so when we're interceding, we are pleading on behalf of, pleading alongside of, and, and, um, but we don't become them. Okay, so in the same aspect, when Jesus, when Jesus was, came off the boat and he um, ran into the demoniac, and or nobody could cast out the demons, disciples asked him why can't we do it and he said this only comes out through fasting and prayer yes um even though i'm not with my daughter or my son can i still fast and pray and pray for that yes even though i'm not there yes that's and, and that usually is the weight of intercessory prayer you're praying for someone that is is not with you not available to you um, you know, a lot of our prayers are between us and the Lord alone, so a lot of our prayers are intercessory okay. as we pray on behalf of someone. So you absolutely, and you know, anytime, anytime, uh, you, anytime someone brought their kids or brought the needs of their kids to, to the Lord in prayer, he, he met them there. And so you mm-hmm. know that he hears your prayers. Like the ruler with his daughter. Yes. Right, so if we can just, you know, pray like what you were saying, you know, just earlier, same thing, pray for my daughter and my son and so many parents, you know, that their heart is broken for their children. Like, it's it's hard. Yes, well, let's pray. Father, we, we ask for your, for your Holy Spirit to be God with Liz right now. Is, is she's the one on the phone with me? And, um, and she's the one interceding for her kids. We just pray that you would encourage her, Lord, and strengthen her as in, in the weakness of her. Your word says that your strength is made perfect in weakness, and being separated from your kids or your grandkids is devastating, Lord. It's just so hurtful and painful, and it, it goes deep to the core of who we are as a person. And, um, and yet, Lord, you've allowed it, and uh, you have, um, you're sovereign in our lives, God, and you're teaching us to depend on you and trust you, even in the most worst, horrendous situations. And I pray for Liz, God, and, and, and for her kids. I pray, God, for you, her kids, that um, while she doesn't, she's not with them and doesn't have influence on them, that you'd protect and guard them, uh, that, that, God, you would work behind the scenes in a way that would help to reunite them, uh, and that this would become a part of uh, oh, it already is, but it would become a, a glorious turning point in the part of a testimony of Liz's life. And so we pray for those that we're separated from as well, 
Um, it's just not right, Lord. It's not right at all. And yet you've allowed it. And even though we don't understand it, God, our faith is strong and resolute. And we don't have faith. We, we don't follow you because we understand everything you do, Lord. We follow you because you loved us and we love you. And so increase our love for you, God, and reconcile yeah. soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It is hard to be separated from your kids and grandkids. It's just wrong. I don't know. There's not another English word for it. I mean, I guess there are other English words for it, but it's just wrong. It's wrong. 303-690-3000. Going to move on to our next call. It looks like it's Shaka in Aurora, Colorado. Shaka, uh, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, Thank you for taking my call, and welcome back. Oh, it's good Um, to be back. What's up? Hello? Hello, are you back okay. with us? Yes. Okay. What What can I do for you? Um, I was calling because I was seeking uh, uh, someone who would pray in agreement with me. Okay. Um, I've been recently um, really seeking the Lord for His purpose and calling upon my life, and um, I do feel that He is calling me to write. Mm. And I'm a little nervous about it. I'm kind of scared just because it would cause me to have to go back and and write about some of my history and, and things like that. Okay. And I just want to make sure that it's him calling me to do it. And if we could just maybe pray that, of course, he would get the glory and souls would be saved, but that my healing would come from it. Okay, well, let's uh, have, before we pray, let's just ask a few questions. Okay. Okay, do you, this desire to write... Mm-hmm. And and to write in a way that glorifies God, right? Yeah. Do you think that came from the devil, or do you think it came from God? God. And and so when you get an impression from God, you know that He's leading you in that direction. And so what I'm going to pray for is not that God would give you the kind of direction that you're looking for, because He's already given it to you but I'm going to pray that he gives you strength and courage and wisdom on what to write first. Okay. Because it sounds like even though you're facing the difficulties, what you're asking for has already been given to you. And so we're just going to thank God for putting this desire in your heart. And now moving forward, I think God's going to use you in a mighty way. And he's going to use these writings not only to bring healing as you get things out of you and you begin to glorify God through it, but also as it begins to minister to other people where your story, you know, the, the, the Bible, we were saying it earlier that he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. You're familiar with that passage in 2 Corinthians? Yes. Well, here's what it says uh, after that in 2 Corinthians. It says that, that we, um, that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And your story and your life history is intended to come through you, not to end with you, but to come through you. And this desire to write, it just sounds like you need courage and boldness to write the first thing. Because once you write the first one, it's going to get easier every time you write. Okay. 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 (laughs) Father, thank you for um, leading Shaka to share her story. And she's apprehensive, God, and wants confirmation. 
And and so it's good to to seek confirmation, Lord. It, all indications point in that direction, but if you close the door, you can do that. You're, you're God. We're not. But we know this desire didn't come from the devil. We know it's not from the pit of hell. It's not hurtful. It's not divisive. It's not in order to glorify man, but rather, Lord, you gave a desire to your daughter to use her story to bless others, pointing them to you, and also to take another step in her own personal healing. And I pray, God, that you would heal some of the wounds that she still nurses and still uh, are raw sometimes, the pain that she carries and the memories that she has and and uh, the, how the enemy uses them against her. I pray for healing, God, that writing would be one more step in the healing process, that you would reveal yourself to her in new and fresh ways, and that you would give her the boldness and the courage to write the first article and to publish it and to hit send and however she's going to do it. Just begin to, to flow. Lord, we know you're not anointing and inspiring Scripture anymore, but would you anoint her in a way that you would guide her thoughts and her mind on what to write and how to write it in a way that would glorify you and bless many. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, my the, the whole reason I started writing uh, on, on my blog um, especially when it comes to grief. The reason I, I got the name and put, set it up and all of that and, is, is because exactly what you're going through right now. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I wonder sometimes if anybody even reads it or wants to read it, and that's fine, but the people that it does reach, um, you know, it's, I, I wish I would never experience what I've experienced, but I have experienced it, so um, I've experienced it so that I might be a vessel to, for God to use, not for me to sit around and self-pity and, and yeah. feel sorry for myself. Um, although I do sometimes, I have to admit, that's a sin mm-hmm. in my life, and I need to confess it continually. Uh, so writing helps me. And I started journaling, too. I'm not a big journal guy, but I started mm-hmm. journaling, too, because i got to get it out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I know finding sometimes, uh, like when I write in my journal, or I'll, I'll write my thoughts, and then I go back and I, and I read, what I wrote, it, it it's kind of like a revelation, you know, in a yes, way yes. that the Lord kind of speaks to me through what I'm saying. And, and, and I guess, I don't know what I'm but basically hearing is that it's not all in vain, you know, that as I read what I went through, like say five years ago, and then now it's kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, it doesn't always make sense right away or as we're going through it. So, um, I'm just praying that the Lord will um, make sense of, of everything that, that has happened, and hopefully it'll deliver and bring someone else to him. So, Fantastic. I, I can't you. wait to yeah. find out about it and read your first article. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I, I think there's people listening in. Uh, I just really sense that, that, that some of you are listening in right now, and God is speaking to you to do the same thing to write, and not write vindictively, uh, not write to um, express your opinion, and get, but rather write God's story through you. And I know it's ugly, and I know it's hurtful, uh, and I know it's hard to think back and to even sort of experience it all over again, but um, it's okay. The Lord will be with you, and he'll strengthen you through it. 303-690-3000. Pamela in Baltimore. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pamela, are you with us? 
we lost you. She had a comment on choosing a church. Well, let me just say, if you're looking for a church, you want to find a church that is passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Yes, I'm partial to that, but even if I wasn't partial to that, that's what I would want. I want a steady diet of God's Word. I want a steady diet of the whole counsel of God. And as good as topical sermons are, uh, you know, because at least we're using, churches are using the Bible, um, there is a difficulty uh, when you only have a steady diet of topical sermons and you don't deal with the entirety of the Scriptures, um, the entirety of the, the Word of God. Um, and and so I would look for a church that is sincere and genuine in their worship, uh, singing songs that praise God. I would look for a church that has pastoral leadership that loves uh, and serves. I would look for a church that's grace-centered. Uh, I would look through, um, you know, I would, I would look for a, a church where when I'm there with my family, we leave built up we leave encouraged, we leave challenged, that when I'm listening to the pastor, I'm hearing from God. Don't misunderstand me, the pastor's not God. But when I'm leaving there, I'm just like, man, I really sense God spoke to me. Um, I thank you for that scripture, that explanation that makes that helps me to understand not only what the Bible says, but what does it mean? Uh, and, and so that's the church I would... But Pamela, you, we lost you, so you'll have to call back. Uh, so give us a call, 303-690-3000. I think it's Maxie in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the program, Maxie. Hello. What's up? Yes, um, I have a question about the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, Jesus said that, um, you know, anyone who blasphemes his name or, uh, you know, does anything to the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who um, blasphemes the spirit will not be forgiven. Yes. Um, how 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 would I know if I uh, uh, sin against the spirit? Like, uh, what's an example of a spiritual sin? Well, let's 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 first um, explain that particular passage because it's commonly known as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and okay. it is the unforgivable sin. You know, when yes. people ask what the unforgivable sin is. Um, some people suggest suicide, that's not it, or divorce, that's not it. The, the, the only sin that will not be forgiven is the resistance of the conviction of the Holy Spirit in believing in Uh-oh. Jesus Christ for okay. the forgiveness of your sins. And so that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's the only sin that will not be forgiven because it's a rejection of the sufficiency of the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive you of that sin. Okay, so rejecting the Word, basically. Yeah, rejecting—well, when, when it's referred to as the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, you know, it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit that is drawing yeah. you to the Father, and you're resisting. Remember what Jesus said? He, he, he spoke to the Jewish nation, and he said—let me find it here so I can quote it correctly. He says, I— he said something like, "You always resist the Holy Spirit." Uh, oh, actually, that's um, that phrase comes from Stephen in in Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-one. He says, "You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers also did." Uh, and and 
um, Jesus, the phrase that Jesus was, he said, he looked out at Jerusalem and he says that they were, he says um, that they, they were not willing. Oh, Jerusalem, Luke chapter 13, verse 34. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one that kills the prophets and stones those who sent her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood, but you were not willing. Or in John chapter 5, verse 40, you were not willing to come to me that you may have life. This is the resistance of the Holy Spirit. This is a rejection of the Holy Spirit. The, Spirit of, the, the grace of God is not irresistible. Um, there's example over and over again of the resistance of hard, carnal, angry men that God has willed and, and drawn, and, and the Holy Spirit's even brought conviction of sin, and there's resistance. Okay. If you die in that resistance, uh, you, yeah. you won't be forgiven. Okay, so that, that's a huge relief, because I was reading it, and every time I read that passage, I start thinking, wow, I wonder if I sinned against the Spirit before. <laughs> and, um, you know, that terror starts falling on you, and, you know, I better repent, but if it's unforgivable, uh, where am I now, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. and, you know, I, when, when people call about that question, too, the good news is is that a person that has committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the person that has crossed the line of no return, doesn't care, and so they won't ask the question. People okay. that People that ask the question have still have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I would have to ask this then, I guess. have Are, are you a born-again believer? Um, well, I was raised in the church. Okay. So uh, since I was nine, eight years old, we were Seventh-day Adventists. Okay. And then uh, when I turned maybe 17, 18, I left the church. And um, I've been doing a lot of studying on my own. Okay. And, um well, that's where I'm at now. It's, I'm 29, so uh, I've been studying for quite a while. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's that, talk about that for a second. We only have a few minutes, but what's preventing you from confessing your sin and asking God to forgive you and receiving oh, the— Oh, I, I, I do this all the time. I, I repent all the time. It's just I did not know if I had uh, committed an unforgiven, uh, unforgivable sin through the Spirit, so I wasn't really sure what— what an unforgivable sin was. Well, let's go back to my question again, then. And I would say, are you born again? Yes. Okay, because that's a yes or no question. And and if you've repented of your sins and you've accepted the free gift of salvation, then then yes, you walk as a born again believer, and you you want to plug in. So now this time of studying, you want to plug into a local church because you don't want to forsake that gathering of of uh, of the saints together. And being in Pennsylvania, if you're anywhere near Philadelphia. You know, the Calvary Chapel right there in Philadelphia would be a great connection point for you, and you can start there um, just to plug in and get back into fellowship with true believers to see how God's going to use your life in this next season. Okay. Well, call back sometime, bro. I'd love to talk to I you. Always, I will. All I right. definitely will. Thanks, Maxine. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, guys, I'm sorry, uh, Mike and Erie, not going to be able to get to you, Carol and Aurora. We're not going to have time because we are at the end of the show. So thanks for calling and waiting, but we're not going to be able to get to you. I want to invite you guys all to come on out tonight, Calvary Aurora. Uh, we have Bible study at 7 p.m., and we're studying in the book of Second Kings. I'm so encouraged to be back in the pulpit. I was this weekend. Uh, and then we've got our marriage retreat this weekend. I'm looking forward to being with the marriages, some of the marriages of our church. Marie and I are going to be sharing. 
Um, we don't do this very often. Uh, this is only the third time that we've done this, something like this together, so I'm looking forward to it. I love serving with my wife and my family and, and my extended church family. Um, so grateful to be adopted into the family of God. I was adopted into my personal family uh, when I was a baby, and then I was adopted into the family of God when I was in my 20s. And, and even though as family there's pain and there's hurt and there's difficulties, I'm so grateful to be alive and to be serving Jesus with my life. And maybe today that's just something God's speaking to you about, uh, that you would be grateful uh, for the work of Jesus Christ in your life and be grateful that you're serving him and, and be grateful that he has a plan and a purpose for your life and that nothing is, nothing is going to stop Jesus Christ from fulfilling his will in your life. Uh, nothing is going to prevent him from what he's begun that he's going to complete. And, and so stay close to him, stay strong in the grace of God, stay weak in your flesh, and stay usable in the hands of Jesus. And, and maybe it's time to start serving, do something for the Lord, and step up, and let's be used in these last days, not only to build up the church, but to evangelize the lost. See many of you guys tonight, seven. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.